You're listening to the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish-keeping podcast hosted by 23-year-old fish keeper, Aqua Alex Cardinal. For three years, we provided you with quality tropical fish information, and we'll continue providing some information on freshwater and saltwater tropical fish. Let's dive down deep into the aquarium and chat fish. Live from his fish room is Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is now live. fish-keeping questions. Will you accept the challenge? All you have to do to accept the challenge is call in at 1-347-989-8142, dial 1, and answer any of my questions or ask your own questions. Plus, there's going to be some awesome topics on this fun show. So, let's get the very first Aquarium Tuber Challenge started right here on Aquatic Wetlands. My aquariums are my life. The tropical fish keeping hobby is more than a hobby to me. It is a journey and a passion. I invite you to join me through my journey as a fish keeper live right here on my fish keeping podcast, Aquatic Wetline. I am a fish keeper here to share my journey with fish keepers. Fish keepers, it's time to rock the fish hobby. Enjoy the aquarium hobby and take on. Be warned, aquatic wetline may cause you to get MTS or MFS, multiple tank syndrome and fish syndrome. So please listen accordingly. Hello, tropical fish keepers. Welcome to a very special episode of the aquatic wetline. I'm your host, Aqua Alex Cardinelli, live from Springfield, Mass., in my fish room. Are you ready for something different and unique here on Aquatic Wetline? Well, great, because for the first time in quite a while here on Aquatic Wetline, the phone lines are open. Tropical Fish Keepers, I present to you the Aquatic Wetline Aquarium Tuber Challenge. What the hell is that, you ask? Well, it's a challenge where I will ask you questions, and you can call in live to answer them. Or you can also call in and ask me questions as well. So who will accept the challenge? Will you accept the challenge? I'd like to hear from you, the fish keepers. Come on now, time to show off your love for the fish hobby. This should be a fun show where we will get to hear from many different fish keepers. Also, besides the callers that we're going to have, there's going to be some uh, fun fish keeping topics as well. We're all talking about why water changes are important, 
news for aquatic wetline, something epic on Facebook happening with the aquatic wetline, and much, much more. So to accept the challenge tonight, all you have to do is call in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and answer any of my questions or ask your very own questions. I'd love to answer your questions as well. So I'm going to ask a total of 15 questions, but you can answer as many as you like. You don't have to answer all 15. Just do as many as you like or as you want. So here are the questions that you can call in and answer. The first question is, what got you into the fish-keeping hobby? My second question is, what is your favorite fish? If you don't have one favorite, you can pick up the six favorite fish. My third question is, what is one fish that you always wanted but have had trouble keeping? My fourth question is, where do you buy your tropical fish? My fifth question is, what are your tropical fish plans for 2017? My sixth question is, what is your dream aquarium and what fish would be in it? My seventh question is, what fish food do you use to feed your fish? My eighth question is, which side of the hobby do you like best, saltwater or freshwater, and why? And number nine is, what is your favorite saltwater fish? My tenth question is, what do you like about your local fish store? My eleventh question is, where do you get your tropical fish? The twelfth question is, do you prefer monster fish or feeder fish? Small fish like guppies, tetras, etc. Uh, count as feeder fish. The thirteenth question, which is going to be a controversial question, what are your thoughts on hybrid fish, such as parrots, flower horns, and some Africans and catfish, etc.? Do you feel that pacus, arowanas, clown knife fish, and other fish belong in the aquarium hobby? And finally, what do you use for filters, heaters, air pumps, and wave makers? To answer these questions, please call into the show live at 1-347-989-8142. When calling, please state your name, where you're from, and pick up to as many answers as you want to answer or as many questions as you want to answer. Have fun and enjoy. Again, to answer the questions, to style 1-347-989-8142. And the questions are located under the episode description here on Blog Talk Radio. So if you scroll down, the episode description, you'll see all 15 questions, and you can pick the ones that you want to answer. But again, the questions are, what got you in the hobby? What is your favorite fish? What is one fish you've always wanted but have had trouble keeping? Where do you buy your fish? Your fish from plans for 2017? What would you keep in your dream aquarium? What fish food do you use to feed your fish? Which side of the hobby do you like best, saltwater or freshwater? What is your favorite saltwater fish? What do you like about your local fish store? Where do you get your tropical fish? Do you prefer monster fish or feeder fish? Um, what are your thoughts on hybrid fish? Do you feel that Paku's arowana's clown knife and other monster fish belong in the hobby? And what do you use for filters, heaters, air pumps, and wave makers? So actually, a correction, we have a total of 14 questions because I'm already asking where do you buy your fish, and it's the same thing as 
where do you get your tropical fish? So those are all the questions that you can call in and answer. And like I said earlier, you could also call in and ask me your very own tropical fish keeping questions. I would love to answer them. Again, the number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right, until we get a caller, I'm going to go ahead and personally answer the questions that I'm asking you guys. So the first question, what got me into the fish keeping hobby? Well, my dad was keeping fish long before I was born, and I grew up in the tropical fish keeping hobby. He had a variety of fish tanks and a variety of fish, but the fish I mostly remember from my childhood were Oscars, Red Devils, Jack Dempsey's, Jaguar Cichlids, Pacus, Red Tail Cats, Clown Knives, Arowanas, and Monster Fish. Those were all exciting fish for me as a kid. And eventually I got so interested in the aquarium hobby that I actually got my very own tank at the age of 12. And it was a 55-gallon aquarium, I believe. And I had a couple of Oscars and a Paku and a Pleco and some fish that were way too big for the aquarium. I had to do my research. And, of course, I had to return some of the fish because I was a newbie and I didn't know how big those fish got. Technically, when I was in Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, years and years ago, when I was like 7, 8, 9, 10-ish, I did have a 29-gallon community set up in my bedroom. But, of course, my father did the water changes, so I don't know if you can actually consider that my aquarium. But I consider my very first aquarium where I took care of it, everything in that aquarium was done by me, was when I was in the age of 12. And here we are, I'm at the age of, 20, uh, of uh, 23, and I am still enjoying the tropical fish-keeping hobby. So the second question, what is my personal favorite fish? Well, I'm going to have three from freshwater and three from saltwater. That way I have six. I'll start with freshwater. My first favorite freshwater fish is any of the fancy plecos. I really love the uh, varieties that come in the fancy plecos. I mean, off the top of my head, I love the green phantom plecos, the gold vampire plecos, the snowball plecos, the vampire plecos, the chubby plecos, the pineapple plecos, the pinecone plecos. There's a lot of fancy plecos out there that I really, really enjoy. My second favorite freshwater fish is any of the silver dollar species, whether it be mentinous, Mylius black bars, or Mylius red hooks, or any of the Mylius species. And I absolutely love the Mylosoma species. I haven't had an opportunity to keep a Mylosoma silver dollar yet, but if an opportunity does arrive, I'm going to take it and keep a Mylosoma silver dollar. My third favorite freshwater fish is the Red Devil Cichlid. These fish have a lot of personality, a nice dark, uh, nice dark orange coloration, a nice dark red coloration, and the males develop a nice cichlid hump, as well as there are a wide variety of uh, red devils out there. You've got your creamsicle red devil, you've got your uh, black barred red devil, 
and you've got red devils that are pure orange or orange and black. That's what I really like about red devils is they come in a wide variety of colorations. Now, my three favorite saltwater fish. First, maroon clownfish. I think maroon clownfish are one of the best looking of the clownfish, and I really, really enjoy maroon clowns. Second would be fox-faced rabbitfish. I really enjoy these fish. They're a very nice-looking fish. I like the yellow and black coloration, and they're a very, very easy fish to keep. Fox-faced rabbitfish will eat pretty much anything. And my third and final favorite saltwater fish is the Aerothron dog-faced puffer. The dog-faced puffers have a lot of personality, and I really enjoy uh, feeding my dog-faced puffer because he loves to eat, and he always comes to the top of the aquarium when he sees me walking by with fish food. He eats anything, actually. I feed my dog-faced puffer, North Finn USA Marine Food, YourFishStore.com, Soft Krill Pellets, Market Shrimp, and Mussels, and he eats everything without a problem. So those are my personal favorite fish. What is one fish that I've always wanted but I've had trouble keeping? Porcupine puffer. A very nice fish in the saltwater hobby, but I tend to have trouble with this fish. I, I had two. One did pretty well for a few weeks. I got this one off the diver's den. It was eating market shrimp like crazy. And then one day I went in there and uh, saw him dead. He was the aggressor of the tank. He chased around my manila puffer and my dog face puffer. But then again, I found him dead uh, like three or four weeks after I owned him. And I don't know what happened. He was eating well. The water parameters were good. Maybe he was getting stressed out from chasing the uh, dog face puffer and he blew up and he couldn't. Uh, unblow up or unflay himself so maybe that's how he passed away but hopefully in the future I will be able to um, have a porcupine puffer again alright where do I buy my tropical fish well I try to go local when I can uh, one fish store that I check out here is called School of Fish Inc it's in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and they have a pretty decent saltwater selection and a pretty good freshwater aquarium system where they sell a lot of freshwater fish. However, I noticed in the last few years that their, their freshwater systems have gone down, and I haven't noticed any rarer freshwater species. There might be some nicer ones that come and go sometimes, but it's all bread and butter freshwater fish. However, with that being said, they do focus on a lot of rare saltwater fish, and that is something that I enjoy because that's where I get most of my saltwater fish. I also check out a fish store in South Hadley called Fish Friendly Tropical Fish, He's a guy that I've been buying for for many years, and his name is Ed Picard, and he's a great man with a lot of knowledge. And then occasionally I go to Feeding Hills, and I buy from Aqua Dreams, and then I also buy from Day's Pet Food City. Now, I also order online sometimes, and later on in the show, I will uh, 
talk about some of the online fish stores that I do go to. So that's my answer to that question. And I see that we have our very first caller here on Aquatic Wetline. And this is also the first caller of 2017, so that's really exciting. Hello, and thank you so much for calling into the Aquatic Wetline. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Donovan. How are you today, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Let's figure out, tune in and listen to the show. What do you think so far? Is it good? Oh, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. I like your I like your answers. It's pretty good stuff. I, awesome. I was That's very good you, uh, to hear. Answer some of your questions that you have. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, whenever you get, whenever you uh, want to, you can just you can ask me a question and I'll answer. How about that? Sure. Sounds good. So, right off the bat, I'll ask you, what is your favorite fish? Oh man, um, favorite fish. There's so many, man. Uh, can I just say African cichlids? <laughs> yeah, that works out. <laughs> I know you're a big African cichlid fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. African cichlids is my favorite fish. So where do you buy your tropical fish? Uh, there's several places. Um, Dave's Rare Aquarium Fish out of San Antonio was my first actual big buy was from him and I've bought from him over the years since I've started catching or keeping fish and then I've also bought from Anthony from New York and I bought from a guy in here in Texas Ryan Garland and uh, another guy Travis Niles here in uh, Texas uh, a few people uh, actually he's not from Texas I think he's from up north it, it, I like to buy from personal breeders more than I like to buy from a store Uh, nice, you get quality fish that way. That's a very good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, they're they're pretty legit. Most of them are pretty legit on what they buy and sell and things of that sort, what they import. So it's kind of fun. That's that's very awesome. So what got you into the fish keeping hobby? Well, honestly, my big thing was. When I was younger, I started with goldfish, and then I started from there, went to like, and from the turtle, I got some fish, but I wasn't really into the fish hobby, but then I came to Texas, and a guy had showed me a picture of a tank, and I said, are those saltwater? You know, that's the first thing people usually ask when they see an African cichlid tank. Is that saltwater because all the colors? Well... He got me into the situation. I started out with a 20-gallon, and then, well, I kind of led myself up to everything else. <laughs> That's very nice. I know that you uh, love your African cichlid, so I know you love the fish hobby now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm loving the fish hobby. I don't think uh, there's really anything else that could really uh, get me out of the fish hobby, to be honest with you. I'm, uh, I think that's where it's going to stay forever. <laughs> I've really that's awesome. grown quite fond of it. And, and, you know, you get into where you can go to a pet store and stuff like that, but it, I think the more fun of it is to get the rare fish that you do not see in a, in a regular fish store. I think that's the more fun of it. 
you get to see how they act and react to different things. So it's kind of neat. I agree with you on that. My next question is, do you feel that Pacus, Arowanas, Clown Knife, and other fish belong in the hobby? Uh, if you own a place called SeaWorld, that might work out pretty good for you. But in reality, your uh, normal fish keeper is not going to have the size of aquarium to keep those fish. So if you're experienced and you have the capacity for the aquarium, yes, but I think they need to make it to where you have to have permits or something of that sort to keep that fish. I agree 100% with you on that. I don't know why these fish stores are bringing in these monster fish and selling them. I guess it's just for the money nowadays. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's all, that's all it's for is cash. They don't care where the fish goes or who's taking care of it. That's very true. And I know that some fish stores actually refuse to take in larger fish that have outgrown people's tanks. They won't even do them nothing or they won't even take them. Yeah. And, you know, they're probably, they're probably the ones that sold it to them in the first place, and now they won't even take the fish because they, they don't have anywhere to keep it. That's true. I noticed on Facebook there are some pet girls that do take fish. I know I saw one that had a huge clown knife a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. you got to pay them for them to take your fish, for them to sell it again. And I think it's really ridiculous. I mean, you bring in a peacock bass, per se, and they have an aquarium there that, that, that could fit it, per se. And they want you to pay them, I, I think it's like, five, ten bucks, something like that, to take the fish so they can resell the fish. And it, They already have the equipment there. They already have the tank set up. I don't see why they need the money. I, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, I never knew that. I never knew that Petco charges you to, to bring fish here. That's pretty odd. Yeah, and then, then if you think about that, people, some people don't even have the money to do that. They've had the fish forever, and they're just trying to get out of the hobby, and they're like, well, you know, they don't want to put any more money into it. So they're not going to pay that. They're going to let them go in lakes, stuff like that. So that's where you get the problems with the, you know, spe- species that are not, are not even in, we'll also say Texas. You know, you got you got all kinds of species. There's like arowana. Probably not going to survive the winter, but you throw them in there for the summer, they're going to tear everything up in that lake. I, I think it's I think it's quite ridiculous. I, I think that like Petco, PetSmart, uh, there's a few other sources. You should actually take the fish in, and if need be, a somebody comes in to take the fish, and, you know, you know, and rehome the fish or put it in a uh, like Dallas Aquarium or something like that 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 it could be used for for you know for studies and science and you know for viewing and things of that sort. I agree with you. My final question for you is, what fish food do you use for your fish? Okay, fish food, I have grown really quite fond of Northman, uh, just Northman fish food itself. You know, they have the Krill Pro, which is uh, not to be fed every day. Uh, it, it's pretty much krill, and that, that is the only ingredient in there is krill, and then there's a flour. The only reason there's a flour in there 
bowl of the quilt. And you also have, like, just regular cichlid. They have uh, jumbo food for, like, your peacock bass and marijuana and things of that sort. And then they also have just, you know, from one millimeter to two millimeter to, like, six millimeter. And, and they also feed the veggie, where if you have mbuna or uh, we're talking African cichlids here, if you have mbuna or petrocola or trophus, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need that because they they can't handle protein because you know, they'll get bloat and whatnot. So I like the I, I really like it. The other food that I really liked at one time was Paradigm, and that was probably the best food that I've had since I've owned fish. I mean, they would breed nonstop all the time, and I don't I don't know if it was because the, the ingredients in the food were just pretty pure. Because I mean, from what I understand, it, it was really good stuff. But now they, you know, they split up and they're not making it. But the actual main guy is making another product, which I didn't know about. He started about a year ago. And once I get that, I'll get the information to you. So I, I just think that's going to be kind of cool. I want to check that out. That's awesome. And I have to say that Northfin USA is a, a great company. And I know that you got me into them. My fish love Northfin. Oh man, I, I hope that I hope they're loving it, man. Uh, I don't know if you are you feeding it to your uh, freshwater aquarium. Yep, freshwater and saltwater. I know my Oscars and my Red Devil love it, and so does my dog face puffer. That's awesome. That's it's pretty epic. I actually love the food too. Yeah, and, and you know, I've never had any fish turn it down. To be honest with you. I have not had one fish that would not eat it. That's good. I've had uh, I've had several fish, uh, New Life Spectrum. They would not eat that stuff at all. Yeah, that stuff is kind of expensive and it's kind of iffy. Some fish like it and some fish don't. Fifty-fifty with that. Yeah, brand. definitely. And, and I don't want to. I don't want to buy something that I'm worried about. Oh, they may or may not eat. You know. <laughs> That's true. Well, I want to thank you for calling in. I enjoyed your call. Oh, you're welcome, man. I hope you have a good night and a great rest of your show. Thank you, man. Thank you for being the first caller of the show in 2017. Oh, you're welcome, Alex. You too. And that was an awesome, awesome, uh, caller and that was our first caller for this show i want to remind you that you as well can call in by dialing 1347-989-8142 i'm not going to answer all of the questions that i'm asking you i'm just going to answer a few more and then we'll get on to our next topic and hopefully some more callers now i'm going to answer question number seven what fish food do I use to feed my fish? Well, like I said earlier, I use Northfin USA that has been provided to me by my friend Donovan, so thank you, Donovan, for that. Um, for my freshwater aquarium, I use the Northfin USA cichlid pellets, and I have to say that every single fish in my aquarium eats those pellets, and I'm talking about Oscars, which you, you usually eat anything anyway, but... My Oscars, Jack Dempsey, my Red Devil, my Blood Parrots, my Salvini, and my Manic Wentz. 
And also, my silver dollars eat the pellets as well. So every single one of my freshwater fish eat the pellets. And then for my saltwater tank, I use North Stream USA marine pellets, and all of my fish in there eat them as well. Now, besides North Stream USA, I also use uh, your fish stuff, fish food. I use soft krill pellets and green pellets, which are actually veggie pellets. They're designed for fish like tangs, and my shelf in tang loves it. And I guess you could say I'm talking about uh, tangs and saltwater and the African cichlid tangs, although I'm not really sure if those kind of tangs are um, uh, allergy or veggie eaters, but they may be. But anyway, I'm sure they will eat these green pellets from yourfishstuff.com. And I feed them to my freshwater tank as well because cichlids in the wild occasionally do eat vegetable matter and it helps bring out their natural color. And occasionally I feed market shrimp and mussels to all my fish. And come spring, in a few months, I'm going to start incorporating insects into my freshwater fish diet because in the wild, freshwater fish actually eat a lot of insects. So for us Americans, we have access to earthworms. So I'm either going to go out in my backyard and start digging out earthworms in the spring, or I can go down to my local bait shop and buy them there. And that's going to give all my cichlids their nice predatory actions and behavior and also a very nice diet. Believe it or not, earthworms are very, very delicious and nutritious for your tropical fish. All right, I'll answer one final question. Let's see which one I'm going to answer. Uh, I'll do the monster fish question. So do you prefer monster fish or feeder fish? Small fish like guppies, tetras, etc. And I prefer the monster fish because I like some of the fish that grow big. I love the red-tailed cats and the oscars and pakus and piranhas. So for me, I like the monster fish, but I also like uh, some feeder fish. I like the ruminal tetras and things of that nature. And this will be my final question because I do want to share my thoughts on this thing. Do you feel that pakus, arowanas, clown knife, and other fish belong in the hobby? Here's the thing with that. I know that arowanas, paku, and clown knife have been selling in the tropical fish hobby for many, many years. They've been a popular hit. However, a newbie or a beginner is not going to realize that that cute little red tail catfish that's about an inch long at the local fish store is going to grow into a 30-inch or 40-inch monster. So they're going to buy that red tail cat, put them in a 10-gallon tank, the red tail cats can eat everything in the aquarium. Then they're going to buy them a bigger tank, and they're going to eat everything in that bigger tank. And then they're not going to realize that this this red tail cat needs a thousand gallon aquarium. So I don't think red tail cats or any fish that gets above two feet belongs in the aquarium hobby. I think that if someone wants a fish that big, like Donovan said, they should get a permit or um, should legally provide the right to show the fish store owner that they have a big aquarium. Now, this could be through pictures, or the store owner could actually take a trip to see the big aquarium. But let's be honest, that is too much work, and the government will never allow that. But I do think that 
They should be banned just like the snakeheads are and the African arowanas are. I mean, you can keep silver dollars, all of the silver dollar species, because none of them get over two feet. I mean, you can keep Biela sharks. They get to a manageable size. Um, there are some knife fish that don't get too huge, black ghost knives, zebra knives, etc. And there are other catfish like Semidontis that don't get huge. So those are just my personal thoughts, and I look forward to hearing yours. And again, you can call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Time is flying by. I didn't know that we were already a half hour and two minutes into today's show, but I'm actually having a very fun time. This is why I like doing fish shows. They're very fun. And I hope you guys enjoy my fish shows. All right, so now I'm going to go ahead and switch gears now to talk about some upcoming shows and some new shows that are coming to the aquatic wet line. Now, this Saturday... I'm going to be hosting my second episode of Fish Room Live with Aqua Alex. And, of course, I will be broadcasting live from my fish room. That's this Saturday, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific. And, of course, that's at nighttime. So 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, I decided that I'm going to switch up my fish room live because before I was going to do it every Thursday, but it would be kind of hard to come up with various topics every single Thursday. So I'm going to do fish room live once a month. It's going to be on a Saturday. So once every, once a month on a Saturday, fish room live is going to air. And it's going to have the same segments. There's still going to be freshwater and saltwater highlights of the month, and there's still going to be the live aquaria and uh, blue view aquatic spotlight. But I'm also going to add a tangled up in cichlids.com spotlight because Jeff Rapps has some wonderful freshwater fish. So this Saturday show is going to be an awesome show because I'm going to update you on my latest fish room plans. I'm going to talk about some venomous tropical fish. I'm going to talk about puffers in the saltwater highlight. And in the freshwater highlight, I'm going to talk about some semi-aggressive fish that you can have in your community aquarium. And I'll also talk about an African cichlid species that I actually did not know was African. And that's going to be something because I have kept that species before. So that's going to be aired on Saturday's show. So make sure you tune in to Fish Room Live this Saturday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then this Sunday, uh, a person who just called into the show is going to be hosting his own show here on Aquatic Wetline. And that show is going to be called Here for the Fins. And it's going to make its debut on Sunday. And if I remember the time correctly, I may be right or wrong, um, the time is going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific. That time may not be correct, so by the time this show is over, the time may have changed, but the day is going to be the same. It's going to be Sunday right here on Aquatic Wetline, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Aquatic Wetline, and we're going to talk about Frontosia cichlids. 
So I can't wait to have Donovan on to host his very own show. We're going to do this through the beginner aspect of African cichlids, and we're going to introduce front tools just to the beginners, and I think we're going to do a great job because Donovan and I have great chemistry, and he is a wonderful fish keeper. And like I said, I cannot wait to talk about Frontosia with all of you, our listeners. Now, who is ready for some football? Who are some NFL football fans out there? Are you ready for the Super Bowl? Well, I hope you are, because for the first time ever, the Aquatic Wetline is going to be hosting a Super Bowl 51-themed fish keeping show. I know what you're saying. You're probably saying to yourself, how is the Super Bowl related to the aquarium hobby? Well, this is going to be a unique show where I'm going to take the Falcons and the Patriots, and I'm going to talk about fish that have the Falcons coloration and fish that have the Patriots coloration. So they're going to have fish from both freshwater and saltwater that have red and black coloration and then blue and white coloration. I figured it would be a way to celebrate the Super Bowl and get involved in current events and current trends in the tropical fishkeeping hobby. So the Super Bowl 51-themed fishkeeping show is going to air February 3rd at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, earlier this week, I debuted a new series, and that series is for all cichlid lovers, and it's called The Cichlid Cave. And I have to say that it debuted with an epic amount of listeners. Thank you very much for all the listeners that I am getting. You guys mean a lot to me, and I really enjoy putting together a show for you. It really is a fun show. So on the next episode of the Cichlid Cave, I'm going to talk about aggressive cichlids and cichlid tank mates. So do you have aggressive cichlids that you want to learn how to make less aggressive and you want tank mates for your cichlids? I said I'm going to talk about on the Cichlid Cave, aggressive cichlids and cichlid tank mates. Then I'm really excited to announce this. I'm going to host my 400th episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Yes, that's right, folks. Sooner or later, we're going to have our 400th episode. I'm not sure exactly when we're going to have our 400th episode, but I know that it's going to happen relatively soon. Now, for the 400th episode, I'm going to have some special guests on the show. I've already have one guest planned for the show, and that is, Antonio Martina, a cichlid lover and a cichlid breeder. And Antonio is going to be on the show to talk about Manigwent's Jaguar cichlids. And then I'm also trying to get some new guests on the show. And I also want to get some tropical fish store owners and tropical fish businesses on the show. But I do know that the 400th episode of Aquatic Wetline is going to be a huge milestone and a huge celebration. There might be a prize giveaway on the 400th episode. So stay tuned for that. I will keep you updated on when the 400th episode is going to air. I'm going to say right now on today's show that I do believe the 400th episode will be airing sometime in February. 
than aquatic wet wine, and I are proud to announce that we're going to have a Hall of Fame, a Tropical Fish Keeping Hall of Fame. Now, I'm going to induct people who have helped out the aquarium hobby one way or another or have left an impact in the aquarium hobby one way or another. And that's going to start March 15th. And our very first inductee into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame is the late, great corridorist breeder, Lynn Masney, who recently passed away. Now, her friend Becky is going to be inducting Lynn Masney into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame. Becky and Lynn have been friends since the age of 14. So it's only fitting that Becky will induct Lynn Masney into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame. Now, Lynn Masney has been an instrumental part of the Aquatic Wetline because she was one of the first guests that was a repeat guest, and she loved talking corridors here on Aquatic Wetline, and she has bred and sold corridors for many years. She is well-known in the corridors hobby, and she will be forever missed. But join me on March 15th as Lynn Masney gets rememberized and honored and immortalized right here on Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame, inducted by Becky. Also, Sam Garcia, Chris Fishman, James Jones, and African Cichlid Guru, Evan Barger, will also be inducted into the Hall of Fame later on throughout the year. Now, a show that I am really excited to bring to Aquatic Wetline is called Aquarium Throwdown. Now, this is going to be the very first podcast to host a show that's a trivia show, trivia show or a contest show. Very proud of that. All credit goes to my friend Jeremy Stellhorn. This is his idea. So Aquarium Throwdown is going to be a show where there will be six contestants. Yes, that's right, six contestants. And there's going to be prizes on the show. The person with the most points on the show will win the first prize, and then the, the second person with the second most points will win the second prize, which will be sponsored by yours truly, Aqua Alex, and it will be an aquatic wetline coffee mug. And that'll, some, that'll be what someone, the second, second place winner wins on the aquarium throwdown. But the major prize for the first place winner is not being sponsored by me, but it's sponsored by a tropical fish company. And I know that you're going to enjoy that prize each and every Aquarium Throwdown. So I cannot wait to bring you guys Aquarium Throwdown, the trivia game, the Aquarium Trivia Game. And right now, I am searching for six contestants. So if you're interested in being a first contestant on the very first Aquarium Throwdown Trivia Game, please contact me at Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com, or hit me up on Facebook, Alex Cardinelli. I am wearing a Chicago Cubs hat on Facebook. All you have to do is write to me and say, I would like to be interested in being a first contestant on an Aquarium Throwdown, and I will put your name into the contestant, and you'll be a contestant. But it's the first six people. So the first six to do it are the first six contestants. So if you're interested, I recommend doing it right away. And again, the Aquarium Throwdown debuts March 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific. And that's going to be a show that airs once a month as well, every March 25th. 
So those are some upcoming shows that are coming up on Aquatic Wetline. Now, if this show succeeds, then I'm going to be doing aquarium tuber challenges all throughout the year. Maybe I'll do one every three months or so. So maybe if, if this show does well, listen-wise and uh, fish-keeper-wise, we'll do aquarium tuber challenge all throughout the month. All right. Those are all of the upcoming shows that are coming to Aquatic Wetline. I hope you guys are getting ready for those shows. And like I said in the 2017 premiere of Aquatic Wetline, Aquatic Wetline is going to have an awesome year. Now, let's talk about my group on Facebook. The name of my group on Facebook is Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. Now, in this group, I have 44 members currently. And it's a group where I post show reminders and show advertisements. But also, I post pictures of my tropical fish and occasionally videos of my tropical fish. I personally want to see more tropical fish keepers in my group on Facebook. I want you to join, and I want you to post pictures of your tropical fish, videos of your tropical fish, and ask questions or chat about anything tropical fish related. So please join my Facebook group, Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. Now, in order to make this group more popular and more fun, for all the tropical fish keepers out there, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live video every Sunday, 12 noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline Facebook group. And I'll be talking about many different things. I'll talk about fish stores that I've gone to, fish that I'm going to be getting, all of that fun, cool stuff. So, Make sure that you guys tune in to Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Sundays. That's going to start in a couple of weeks. And also, make sure you go on Facebook and join my fish group. Please, fish keepers, I'd love to have some more awesome fish keepers on that group. Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline and hit join. All right. So... Now we're going to get into another fish topic here. I would like to talk about online fish stores because I know that some of our listeners may be out there and they don't have a local fish store or a local pet store in their area, and they may be forced to uh, buy from an online fish store. So I want to tell you about the online fish stores that I personally recommend. Now here are the online fish stores that I recommend. If you're into aggressive cichlids, fancy plecos, oddballs, and fancy catfish, check out tangledupincichlids.com. He has a great website. He's a knowledgeable guy, and he's packed with tons and tons of information. I definitely recommend checking out tangledupincichlids.com. If you're interested in piranhas, oddballs, freshwater stingrays, fancy plecos, cichlids, and all that cool stuff, check out Aquascape Online. Pedro is a great online shop, and he has a lot of interesting fish. So check out Aquascape Online. Now, if you're into saltwater and a variety of freshwater bread and butter fish, 
I recommend checking out Live Aquaria. They have your common fish, and they also have rare fish. So there is something for everybody on Live Aquaria. So check out LiveAquaria.com. And finally, if you're a saltwater fish keeper and you're looking for some place to buy quality saltwater fish at an affordable price, check out Blue Zoo Aquatics. And now the final thing that I want to talk about, and hopefully after this we can get another caller, is things that beginners need to know. Because I've seen some beginners making these mistakes, and I want to avoid any further beginners uh, from making this mistake. I don't want to see any more beginners make a mistake uh, like these people have. I've, I've helped the beginners out that made these mistakes, but I don't want to see any more people make these mistakes. So here's my tips and my remarks and things beginners need to know. Fish keeping is a hobby where it will require, it will require work, maintenance, feedings, water changes, etc. You cannot simply just set up a tank, put the gravel and the core in, fill it up and add fish. You have to work on your aquarium. You have to let it cycle. You have to do water changes, and you have to do maintenance, and you have to do feedings. Another thing beginners need to know, when doing a water change, you simply use a gravel vacuum or siphon, whatever you want to call it, and siphon out the fish wastes from the bottom of the tank either through substrate or bare bottom. You never remove the fish to do water changes. You don't want to take the fish out of the aquarium because it's going to stress out the fish and make them afraid. And they can get sick. And when they get sick, they can possibly die. And when they get stressed, they can get sick. So don't ever remove them from your aquarium when doing a water change. They'll be fine in the aquarium when you are doing a water change. So never, ever take out a fish unless you're removing them to another aquarium or rehoming them. And do not add decorations to your aquarium that were not designed for aquariums because you don't know what chemicals are in those decorations, if there's bleach on them, metal, copper, because all of those things are harmful to humans let alone fish, they will kill fish instantly. So make sure any decorations you add to your aquarium are purchased at your local fish store or a pet store like Petco, PetSmart, Pet Supplies Plus, etc. Always research your fish. Make sure they are compatible because I actually rescued some silver dollars and other fish off of a guy from Craigslist who had fish with goldfish, he had cichlids and sewer dollars with goldfish, black skirt tetras, and catfish. You want to make sure your fish are compatible because of different water parameters and aggression because they can get sick and die, and your fish are not going to be happy and healthy. And you also want to buy as big as an aquarium as you can possibly afford. That way your fish can live and grow. A good beginner-sized aquarium would be a 55-gallon aquarium or bigger. All right, so what a great start. What a great first half of the show. Even though we only had one caller, I'd like to say thank you, Donovan Barger, for being our first caller of 2017 and our first caller of the evening. I'm going to go ahead and take my short intermission 
Now, during this intermission, we're going to hear two songs from an up-and-coming artist, Diane Rain. And Diane Rain has some wonderful songs for us today. You're going to hear the songs um, Green Girl and uh, Whiskey. Now, these two songs are great. I listen to them, and they're very good. So during this intermission, we're going to hear two songs, and then we're also going to hear uh, Aquatic Wetline announcements. Coming up next after the intermission, I hope to have more callers call in and accept my challenge answer the tropical fish questions or ask me questions. And then I'm going to talk about the best filters and best fish food and the importance of water changes. So up next, you can call in and accept my challenge, one 989 and more tropical fish chat. So don't go anywhere. We're back with more after this. Be here or be square.
as I talk about these very topics. Plus, find out what fish and targetfish are and how they may help your aggressive cichlid. So cichlid lovers, join us for our second episode of the Cichlid Cave with Software Alex, February 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Rock on and enjoy the cichlid keeping hobby. And until then, we'll see you on February 6th. March 2017 is going to be an epic month for the aquatic threat line because we will be the very first fish keeping podcast to debut not one, but two awesome fish keeping shows. First up, we have the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame. This is going to be a show where I induct some legendary fish keepers into my Hall of Fame. These fish keepers have left an impact on the aquarium hobby. March 15th, 2017, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. The very first inductee into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame is the great Corridors breeder, Lynn Massey. Lynn Massey will take her place into the Aquatic Wetline Hall of Fame on March 15th. Also coming to the Aquatic Wetline on March 25th, 2017, at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific Time, is Aquarium Throwdown, the very first Tropical Fish Keeping Podcast Trivia Game. Who will be the contestants? What prize will there be? Who will win the prize? Find out as Aquarium Throwdown debuts March 25th. So, now's the time to become a loyal listener of Aquatic Wetline. We'll see ya in March with some awesome shows right here on Aquatic Wetline. Tropical fish keepers of both freshwater and saltwater, you are invited to be a part of Aquatic Wetlines Group exclusive to the fish keepers and listeners of Aquatic Wetline. The name of the group is Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Facebook. On this group you can post pictures of your aquarium, your fish, and chat fish. There will be contests and more. So join right now. Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline on Facebook. Attention all Aquatic Wetline listeners, we invite you to check out Alex Cardinali's other podcast called Ace Network. Ace Network also airs right here on Blog Talk Radio. Ace Network features cooking shows in a fun style, WWE wrestling shows, music shows, lunch hour talk shows, and much more. There is something for everyone. This is a new show and it has a bright future ahead of it. 
please check out and listen to Ace Network today by going to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ace Network with Alex Cardinali. Thanks, says Alex Cardinali, the ace who runs this place. Ace Network is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast sites under Lunch with Alex Cardinali. Name check it out there too. too. Hey, yeah, this is the Aquatic Wetline, a tropical fish-keeping show brought to you by Aqua Alex in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's get back to the tropical fish chat right now. <laughs> Welcome back to the Aquatic Wetline. I'm Aqua Alex, and if you're just tuning in, don't worry, you can still accept the challenge. We're in the second half of our Aquarium Tuber Tag Challenge. You can call in at 1-347-989-8142 to answer my questions or ask me your very own questions. That is how you accept our challenge. Thank you for the callers in the first half of the show, and I'm now accepting callers for the second half of the show. Plus... Hear me discuss the best filters, the best fish food, and the importance of a water change. So, let's get the second half started right now. All right, we're back here live on Aquatic Wetlines Aquarium Tuber Challenge our very first one, and we're actually the very first podcast in fish keeping to do this. And I think that today's show is a success and it's a lot of fun, even though we only had one caller. But I'm going to go ahead and do this show uh, several times a year, and we're going to do another one in April. So get ready for another aquarium throwdown in April. But this show is far from over. You can still accept the challenge. Come on, don't be chicken. You can accept the challenge. To accept the challenge, all you have to do is call in at 1-347-989-8142 and answer any of my 15 questions. And they're listed under the episode description of today's episode. And I'll go ahead and read them to you guys one more time. What got you into the fish-keeping hobby? What is your favorite fish? What is one fish that you've always wanted but have had trouble keeping? Where do you buy your fish? What are your tropical fish plants for 2017? What is your dream aquarium and what fish would be in it? What fish food do you use to feed your fish? Which side of the hobby do you like best, saltwater or freshwater, and Why? What is your favorite saltwater fish? What do you like about your local fish store? Where do you get your tropical fish? Do you prefer monster fish or feeder fish? What are your thoughts on hybrid fish? Do you feel that pakus, arowanas, clown knife, and other monster fish belong in the hobby? And what do you use for filters, heaters, air pumps, and wave makers? Simply just call one. 347-989-8142 347-989-8142 to answer the questions and accept the challenge. 
of course, you can do the other option, which is to call in and ask me questions. Don't be chicken fish keepers. Just call in and chat fish. Now, while we wait for some more callers, I'm going to go ahead and switch gear to my next topic that I have in store for you. And I want to talk about aquarium filters because every aquarium needs a filter. Yes, that includes goldfish aquariums and betta aquariums. I don't know who came up with the whole goldfish in the bowl thing, but it's absolutely ludicrous. It's ridiculous. You don't want to put a goldfish in a bowl because goldfish have no stomachs and they produce a lot of waste, which turns into harmful ammonia. That is what a filter is for with goldfish and all fish in general. So here's the best filters. I think for hang-on-the-back filters, Aquion, hang-on-the-back, quiet flow filters are perhaps one of the best filters out there in the tropical fish keeping hobby. I mean, there is nothing better than an Aquion filter that I have used in the past. I have found that these filters are quiet and they do their job efficiently. I have three Aquion quiet flow filters on my saltwater display tank, which is a pretty big saltwater display tank, and it has some decent-sized fish in there. It's a big fox face and uh, some puffers and a trigger and a seal fin tank and a maroon clown in there. And the Aquion hang-on-the-back filters do their job. I don't have to clean those filters for months. Although I have to clean the saltwater ones now, probably my next water change. But uh, I really do enjoy the Aquion hang-on-the-back filters. And it works great for my freshwater tank as well. Now, the added bonus with the Aquion filter is that it adds a lot of oxygen to your aquarium as well. Marineland Penguin Emperor hang-on-the-back filters are just as good. They are like the, they are like the second best hang-on-the-back filter. AquaClear hang-on-the-back filters are the number one best filter, in my opinion. Uh, they're just too expensive for me. It seems I never had the money to afford one, but I'll save up, hopefully, and get one in the future. But for me, Aquion is the best. But in the fish keeping in general, the AquaClear Aqua filters are overall the best filters. Now, for canister filters, nothing beats Fluval. Fluval has... Perhaps the uh, world's greatest filters, Fluval 405 and some of the other ones that are out there, they're very, very good. Now, there are different categories of filtration in the aquarium hobby. There are three types of filtration that are necessary for the health of any aquarium. There's mechanical, chemical, biological. Now, mechanical filtration is the process in which particle matter is removed from the water. To accomplish this, the aquarium water is forced through a media, which is the material, that is designed to catch and hold these tiny particles. This media is available in many forms, including different types of foam, filter floss, pads, micron paper pleats, and Diatomus senis earth. To function properly, it is important that the media is cleaned regularly to remove the particle matter it has trapped 
prior to the material decaying and adding to the waste products in the aquarium. It is a common misconception with many aquarists that by oversizing the mechanical filtration, more fish can be kept in the system and the filter will require less maintenance. All mechanical filters over time will become clogged with particle matter. When this occurs, it will cause the water flow to either decrease or flow around the material instead of through it. At that point, the hobbyist should recognize the need to clean the filter. By oversizing the mechanical filter, it may be months before the filter loses its efficiency, which means that it will be months before and between cleanings. Even though the aquarium may look clean and free of particle matter, the filter will be holding large amounts of detris, which is tiny pieces of decomposing plant or animal material, and other debris that is slowly decaying and contaminating the water with toxic breakdown products such as ammonia, nitrites, and ultimately nitrates. These waste products, therefore, actually reduce the number of aquarium inhabitants that can be housed safely. Chemical filtration. Now, chemical filtration removes toxic or unwanted chemicals as the water passes through a chemical media or resin. There have been a number of advancements in the past years, giving us new products that are targeted at removing specific chemicals or excess nutrients from the water. If used correctly, these medias can be incorporated into the filtration to both improve water quality and reduce the amount of maintenance and water changes needed to sustain a healthy aquarium. However, it is still important to carefully monitor the water chemistry and perform water changes as necessary. Biological. In biological filtration, different types of bacteria convert the toxic chemical byproducts produced by the aquarium inhabitants into less toxic nutrients. This breakdown process by the bacteria is called the nitrogen cycle. Ammonia is extremely toxic to all of the aquarium inhabitants and is broken down into nitrates by an oxygen-loving bacteria known as nitrosomas. Although nitrates are not as toxic as ammonia, even at low concentrations in the aquarium, they can still be harmful to fish and inverts. Again, another bacteria called nitrobacter, which also utilizes oxygen, acts in a similar way as nitrosomonas and essentially changes nitrates into relatively harmless nitrates. Nitrates at low to moderate levels will not harm most fish or inverts, but can be the source of some unslightly allergy problems if not controlled by both the chemical filtration and water changes. For the nitrogen cycle to work properly, there must be an area for a significant number of these bacteria to grow, and their need for oxygen must be met. Biological filtration occurs to some degree in all filters and in areas of the aquarium where there are bacteria are present, such as the water, substrate, and decorations. 
The capacity of a biological filter is determined by the available surface area for bacterial growth and the oxygen content of the water passing over them. Not all filters have the same capacity when it comes to biological filtration. Filters in which have the biological media is exposed to the air are going to have the greatest capacity. So that's my speech on the best filtration, and hopefully you'll leave today's show with a lot of information on filtration systems. And I do apologize for the background noise as people don't really seem to realize that I'm on the radio and they, and they keep doing what they want. But anyway, let's get back to our topic, our next topic. I'd like to go ahead and talk about the best fish food out there on the market. Now, I would like to say that YourFishStuff.com is a good brand of fish food because I use their products in my my uh, my two aquariums, freshwater and saltwater. I use soft krill pellets. I use the algae wafers and all the food from YourFishStuff.com. And as I said earlier in the show, I use North Fin USA. I also use Akari, and I find that Akari actually uh, does give my fish a lot of coloration. And I use Omega-1. Omega-1 is another good food brand. All right, this is your last chance to call in and accept the challenge. Again, the number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Again, that is one three four seven nine eight nine. Eight one four two. Okay, on to our last topic for today's show. Why are water chains important? Well, water changes restore and maintain a balanced aquarium by physically removing and diluting harmful chemicals as well as replenishing vital elements. Whether you have a freshwater or saltwater aquarium, it is a good practice to perform routine water changes. Key water change benefits include reduction of nitrogenous pollutants. Ammonia, nitrite, and nitrate are nitrogen compounds harmful to fish. Biological filtration process ammonia, converting it to nitrite, and finally into nitrate. Most aquarium systems lack the ideal conditions to efficiently process nitrate. As a result, nitrate acclimation is extremely common in both freshwater and, and saltwater aquariums. While fish are more tolerant of nitrite, high nitrite levels place chronic stress on them. As a result, nitrate acclimation, or excuse me, as a result, fish become more susceptible to disease and demonstrate poor growth and color development. For sensitive corals and inverts, even low levels of um, nitrates can compromise proper growth and health. Removal of decomposing organic waste materials. The routine removal of decaying organics during water changes is important in many ways. As organic waste breaks down, they release nitrogenous products, phosphate, and other chemicals that can lead to poor water quality. In extreme cases, decomposing organic materials create 
an acidic environment that can compose the buffering capacity of water, and harmful pH change can occur. Maintaining high, stable pH is especially important for saltwater aquariums. The next best reason to do water change is to improve water clarity. Routine water changes help remove discoloration and odors from aquarium water. In addition to the aesthetic benefit, clear water plays a vital role in reef aquariums. Light intensity required for the proper growth of photosensitive corals and inverts is diminished by turbid water. Routine water changes help maintain clear, clean water for optimal light penetration and healthy coral growth. And finally, water changes are important because they replenish trace elements and essential minerals. In the ocean, there is a constant source of vital minerals, nutrients, and vitamins. However, in marine aquariums, trace elements and essential minerals are often removed through filtration or are depleted as corals and inverts use them to grow. Water changes provide a fresh supply necessary for proper growth, biological function, and coloration. Regular water changes also help maintain proper salt concentration. And that is our last topic of our show. And that is our show, Aquarium Tuber Challenge. I would like to say thank you to Donovan Barger for calling into the show. He was the first caller of 2017, and he was a wonderful caller. Now, I have decided that the show is going to air every three months here on Aquatic Wetline, and I'm going to uh, promote this show heavily so that we can get some callers on our next show. And our next show is going to be on April 29th. So April 29th will be our next episode of um, Aquarium uh, Tuber Challenge. So that's going to be a very fun show. And hopefully we will uh, get some uh, callers on that show. So we're getting ready to wrap up today's show. On the next episode of Aquatic Wetline, it's time to find out the January 2017 Saltwater Fish of the Month. The Saltwater Fish of the Month this month is going to be the Dog Face Puffer. Join me, Aqua Alex, as I talk about one of my favorite puffers of all time and one of my favorite marine fish, the Dog Face Puffer. Find out how to keep in care for a dog face puffer in your marine aquarium and find out some interesting facts on a dog face puffer. And did you know there's more than one dog face puffer in the family Aerothron? We'll find out tomorrow live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. So they talk about the dog face puffer on Thursday. January 26, 2017, right here on Aquatic Wetline. Awesome. So I know that a lot of you have probably tuned to the show after it's aired. So you're probably listening to the show archived, which is totally fine. And I appreciate your listen. But 
you can be involved in today's show. You can answer all of my questions on today's show. All you have to do is join my Facebook group, Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. And then you can post your answers in that group. Just say, these are my answers to the Aquarium Tuber Challenge. And that way, I will see your answers and I will respond to them. So once again, if you are listening to today's show in the archived uh, file, make sure that you submit your questions to Tropical Fish Keepers of Aquatic Wetline. Please join that group and stay tuned because in two weeks, starting on Sundays at 12 noon Eastern, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live video chat where I'll talk about a fish subject that is on my mind on that particular Sunday. And also make sure to check out Aquatic Wetline's Facebook page, Aquatic Wetline Fish Keeping Podcast, and hit like on that page. And don't forget to listen to all of our previous episodes of Aquatic Wetline by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Aquatic Wetline and checking us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry Podcast, and TuneIn Radio. With that being said, thank you everybody for listening to the show, and thank you Donovan Barger for being our first caller of 2017 and the awesome caller for today's show. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in to today's show. Please share today's show with all of your friends so that they get to hear wonderful tropical fish chat. To share the show, you can simply copy and paste today's show URL onto your Facebook, Twitter, or social media site. I would appreciate if you share today's show with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. It's always great to have one fish keeper helping out another fish keeper. Please check out Here for the Things and Freshwater Fish Maniac on Facebook. Good night, everyone. Have a great your night. We'll see you on the next episode of the Aquatic Wetline. And I, Aqua Alex, will see you when I see you. This episode of the Aquatic Wetline has concluded. Aqua Alex thanks you for listening to his show. Please check out Aquatic Wetline Fish Keeping Podcast on Facebook and hit like for tropical fish facts and more. Feel free to reach Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com with any tropical fish questions. Your questions may make the show. Good night.